So, Dickie, should we just do this straight up Dune Boys and we can just throw in some dish questions? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. you can start with dish if you want. I mean, it's up to you guys. I don't know. Oh, wait a second. Do you have a do you have a dishwashing machine or do you wash dishes by hand? I wash dishes by Fuck hand. Fuck yeah. Of All right. We're in business. Let's do the dish boys then. <laughs> All right. Let me get my tagline lined up here. You're listening to KBZZ Radio, Buzzcast Network Radio. KBZZ is proud to present the Dune Boys. Present the Dish Boys. Welcome, Jeffrey. Welcome to another uh, episode of uh, Dune Boys. How's it going today? How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Um, oh, I'm gonna read my introduction. Oh, you've got something. You've got something prepared. Excellent. <laughs> and then we'll we'll introduce you. It's the holiday season, and that means family gatherings. Oh, sorry. It's the holiday season, and that means families gather together. Families both related by blood and marriage, and families in the way. Oh, sorry, she's both related by blood and marriage, and families in the way Vin Diesel talks about. Both equally important. And when families gather, they eat. And when the eating is done, there are dishes to be washed. Welcome to Dish Boys. Tonight on the show, we're joined by Rodney Berry of the American Arts and Culture Review podcast on Forever Dog, our rival network. Oh, oh crap. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> no. You're in a, you have a rivalry? No. We, we, we are on a podcast network, but... I don't think. I think we're only out to get Earwolf. I don't think there's uh, there's, oh. there's no rivalries. Uh, there's no rivalries in the podcast game. I don't think. No. I mean, Earwolf is a much bigger. That's like the. That's who I think everybody wants to get because they're like the big boys of comedy podcasting. Well, I'm scared of Scott Ackerman. Yeah, he's kind of a scary guy. He seems. <laughs> oh, he's he's so intimidating. Yeah, yeah, he does seem very intimidating. But uh, yeah, I don't want to have to Rodney, fight him. Welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to Dish Boys. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm having a great time. Already? Right off the top. Wow. I freaking love it. <laughs> well, you know, we do, uh, we do put our, um, you know, we do put our ghosts, our, our ghosts, we put our guests up at the uh, local Sheridan. Um, every time they're, uh, you know, <laughs> when you're a guest on the show, we, we do treat our guests right. So. And it's a beautiful hotel, and I just want to thank you guys for putting me up there. Yeah. Um, and all the staff has been really nice to me, so thank you guys. Ah, that's wonderful. We like to hear we like to hear compliments for the uh, for the for the Sheridan. <laughs> mints on the pillows. Oh yes, it's, it's, it's oh yeah, crazy. mints. They got the little chocolates. It's <sighs> all your towels beautiful. folded into animal shapes. They'll do. They do the freaking craziest animals. What's the fanciest hotel that you think you've you've, you've ever stayed in? Is it the Sheridan? Oh, well, this Sheridan is probably in my top three. Wow. Okay. But I think so and then so Sheridan number one, easy. Easy number one. This Sheridan that I'm staying in right now. And then number two, I stayed at the Grand California Hotel at Disneyland. Oh, very fancy. Which is like really fancy and plus you get early access to the parks if you stay. I hear they wash all their dishes by hand there. They must, because they're immaculate. They're so clean. Just sparkling, shiny. Oh. Brand new. Is that just an empty Disney World with um oh I'm sorry, Disneyland with just you and the characters? Um yeah, I mean there's like other hotel guests, so it's like hundreds of people, but it's not like how it normally is. So you just can go on the rides a couple times before like like an hour before it starts. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, that's how the other that's how uh, rich people live. It sounds uh, sounds really <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> yeah, when you're rich like me, you you get that kind of luxury. You guys are getting that uh, sweet, sweet podcast runoff money. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. We're making so much. Endorsement deals with hot dog companies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a delivery box that comes to your house every month with like a different um, like different hot dogs. Right. This is a hot dog of the month kind of club. Exactly. <laughs> so different like you'll get like a different wiener, different wiener for you every single month. That sounds yeah, there's a lot of there's so many and they're so nice and fancy and they're great people and they reached out to us to have a sponsor or have be a sponsor of our podcast. It really meant a lot to us. So ah, Jeff, we got to get on that man. We got to get some. Uh, we got to get some of that sweet sweet hot dog money. We're working <laughs> on uh, blue chew pills and hot dogs in a box. Well, this is what I was saying. This is what we were talking about before. <laughs> like, why don't why doesn't blue chew and blue apron why don't they like combine? They both have oh chew apron. Yeah, exactly. And then you get your boner pills and your food in the same delivery. Like you, you need both, right? It should just be like one thing. It should just be like one bar you can eat, and that's your food and your boner. Oh, pill. so the boner pill is in the food. But what if yes? What, what if what if somebody else wants to eat the food that maybe is not a a man? You got to say sorry. This is actually my boner food. <laughs> They don't. They don't send me anything but boner food. So I think this is a this is a million dollar idea right here, right here. You're gonna have to go to Taco Bell. Just mashing up blue chew into your Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> they say you can eat it on a full stomach, which uh, I I mean I understand uh, why they 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 say that, but I don't know why they say that. Like it it seems you know. Are that many Wait, people that like, like fucking on a full stomach? Like, I just ate a bunch of Indian food. <laughs> and I'm just gonna immediately yeah. bang. You know, after like a nice Thanksgiving dinner, you've eaten so much food and you're filled with pie, and you're like, now it's time to fuck. <laughs> now that I've had my pie, <laughs> yeah, I've had four slices of pie, a thing I would never do in my life, but I am ready to fuck now. The most romantic of holidays, Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> well, it's the, it's the yeah. cinnamon. It's the spice in there that gets you riled up, which is just like the spice in uh, in, in Dune, right? <laughs> it is just like the spice in Dune. And um, the spice in Dune gets you like kind of weird and horny and like seeing the future. And and it gives you superpowers? Uh, yeah, definitely. So It kind of does. Yeah. I thought that's like what the main thing it did. I guess the main thing it does is, like, transport you. Well, the space travel thing is a big one, right? Because that's how, like, the commerce works in the galaxy and shit like that, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, the number one. Yeah. I guess, but for for consumption, it's the superpowers. Yeah. Does that, they just have a thing that makes them float. I don't know how that, I don't remember, I remember the big floaty guy. Everybody loves the big floaty guy, the Baron Harkonnen. Everyone loves that guy. <laughs> that's actually the nicest description of him that's ever been said. Is the big floaty guy? Uh, he's gonna be the he's gonna be the character to watch in the new movie too. Mark my words. Uh, I think um, uh, Stellan Skarsgård is gonna do a good job. He's oh one of the Skarsgårds is doing uh, the Skarsgård elder. The elder. Oh wow. So how many? There's like four or five scars guards. Yeah, they're all the kids of that of the of the elder, right? So oh, okay. Yeah, this is Daddy Scars. This is Daddy Scars. Yeah, he's gonna be big. 
Um, so, uh, what, uh, what would you say that, uh, your favorite, uh, dishwashing soap is there, uh, Rodney? Oh, see, I always use, I always go with Dawn. Oh, I see. See, you're a Dawn guy too. Holy shit. You know, I, when I see that little duck, the, just the original, cause they got the little duck on there. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, if this soap's good enough to clean ducks, it's good enough to clean my dishes. That's exactly. I think Jeff said a, a Jeffrey said a, a similar thing on our on our first episode. I th- oh yeah. He said uh, you know if it's good enough to clean a baby duck, then it's good enough to uh, clean this uh, nacho cheese off this plate that's been in the dishwasher <laughs> in the dishwashing bin for about two weeks now. Yeah, I just leave them in my sink for a little bit. I let them pile up. I mean, I live by myself, so I you know I. It takes a little bit for me to be like, that's enough dishes to do. It's the it's the bachelor lifestyle. I get it. I get it for sure. It's actually kind of very dirty, and I should not do that. I should just clean the dish. Well, you let them soak, so that's the important part. Apparently, uh, Don released a press. Uh, a, Don released. A, how am I saying this? A press release. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don put out a press release saying um, that people have been washing their dishes wrong. See, and I find time. I find this offensive. Like, how are they? Well, how? What makes them feel that they can tell me and America and the world that we've been washing our dishes wrong? Like, yeah, um, Rod. Can I call you Rod? Yeah. Okay, Rod. <laughs> uh, apparently, Don said that people wash their dishes wrong because people put dish soap on the sponge and just straight up wash their dishes when every sane person in the world just lets them soak. Yeah, you fill the sink up. Then you throw those dishes in there. Yeah. With uh, the, there's already the dawn in. Yeah. And you come back a week later. <laughs> and then you and then you wash it. Yeah, exactly. Just like yeah. a real like person would do. It's funny because in the ad they also say that like 60 61% of Americans do dishes on the go. They don't let it build up. They just do it like like you said, like immediately like oh, I make a plate and uh, I get a dish dirty and then I just wash it and it's like I find that I find that number to be high. It seems well, I guess most people probably don't live alone. Okay. I think if you live alone I feel like it feels so pointless to be like, Oh, I've made two things in my apartment dirty, time for me to clean them. That makes sense. I'm speaking as a single man myself too, right? So Maybe I am a bit uh, you know, biased against that number, but I don't know. It seems seems high, <laughs> and, I, and I, I, don't, I don't approve of this new nozzle spray. Um, I, I don't approve of that, Don. Nozzle spray. Uh, it's a nozzle spray uh, bottle that Don is releasing because they because they insist that we've been washing our dishes wrong. So now instead I'm of whoop that, Don's ass. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I got to switch. Oh, you're gonna switch it up to you're gonna come over to Team Palm Olive, buddy. We it's the water's warm. Palm over Olive, here. okay. Yeah. That's the orange one. Uh, they have all different kinds of colors, my friend. All different kinds of colors. Yeah, but orange is the main one, right? It is the main one. Yes. Just like Don, blue's the main one. Right. Yes. Blue. See, blue that that type of blue like doesn't really like. I don't know. It unsettles me because it doesn't really like exist in nature like that type of blue. To me, that's clean. Blue means clean. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you think about most cleaning products, they're usually blue. If you get the orange or any other colored dish soap, you're usually going for the scent. I don't know if Dawn has a scent. See, I was wondering about this, and I was tempted to get a bottle and, and taste test it, but um... it just smells like baby ducks. 
Yeah, it does kind of smell like a baby duck. I mean, I've never smelled one up close, but I imagine that's what it smells like. That's baby duck just smells clean. So yeah. how many baby ducks do you think they have to like kill to make don't, all that dawn? Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's hard to say. So they mainly clean up the baby ducks after there's been a natural disaster. Right. So I mean like a, a lot of baby ducks probably do have to die. <laughs> well, we talked about uh, Jeff talked, you know, Jeff was in the Peace Corps for a while. Or no, not the Peace Corps. He was in, uh, what was it, Greenpeace. Yeah, I was in it. Greenpeace. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was trying to clean ducks with alcohol, just straight booze. Gin? Gin. Oh, you use gin. Yeah, yeah. gin. It, Do the it ducks dissolves like that? The, but Dawn is far more effective. But I guess kind of they're taking advantage of people's, like, caring about ducks in the environment by putting those ducks on there. Oh, absolutely. So maybe you're <laughs> right about switching to palm olive. I've changed my mind about Dawn. Yeah, think think oh. about it, guys. Give it a, give it a, give it a test drive. You know, next next time we run next time we run out of soap, uh, just uh, take a look at the take a look at the old Paul Olive brand. See if you see there's, if there's a flavor you like. There's got to be like an organic. Like what's like a there's, there has to be like a seventh generation or something like one of those kind of high end organic or better for the environment ones. It's still uh, soap, so I think you could probably use. Laundry soap as dish detergent. It's still soap. Yeah, maybe I'll start using my Tide. Yeah, I mean, it's the same color. Yeah. It's clean. That's what... Tide is blue and clean. Windex, blue, clean. Dawn, blue, clean. So, anything blue, I think. I think that that, that does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, case closed on that. Blue is yeah, clean. This is, <laughs> blue equals clean, so make sure everybody write that down. Yep. Yep, that's part of that's canon now. Um, do you have a uh, like a favorite uh, cup or like a glass that you use? Yeah, like you gravitate towards. Yeah, I have like a bunch of mugs that I really like. Cool. I have uh, a few like Garfield mugs that I that I really enjoy. He's he's very funny, and then of course my brother did get me a um, a Yeti like big Yeti cup. You guys know Yeti? The cooler? The brand? Yeah, it's the cooler, but they also make like a nice like uh, coffee cup that keeps your coffee hot forever. Oh, it's got the double wall. That's that's one yeah. of my favorite cups is has like a double wall in it, so it keeps things cold or hot. Yeah, it's, it's a really great design. So I got me one of those, and that's probably one. Of, that's like one of my faves. Cool. I'm always using that for my coffee in the morning. See, uh, you mentioned uh, Heathcliff, or you mentioned uh, Garfield, and I was going to say I'm, I'm team. <laughs> I'm on team Heathcliff as far as the cat cartoons go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You like Heathcliff? Have you? Do you know of? Uh, do 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 you know Heathcliff? Yeah, he's a little bit less successful, and um, oh, yeah. he did. I do remember his Heathcliff. Heathcliff. No one could. Terrorize the neighborhood. neighborhood. You nailed it. You got it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No. See, Heathcliff. Heathcliff is for the people, and Garfield is for the uh, for the for the rich corporations and the people, like the one percent. So uh, it's uh, it's uh, disheartening to hear you 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 say that you're. It does make Heathcliff or you're. God damn it, Garfield fan. (laughs) So, but I mean, Heathcliff is also. Have you? Do you keep up with the com with the strip? Yes, I have. Uh, I do check in on it from time to time when I want to feel angry. 
Yeah, I mean, Heathcliff is good because it is so insane. It is very irreverent, yes. If, and Garfield, I don't really know anything that he's ever done that's made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's something so comforting about him. It's like a, it's like a stasis sort of, uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really like... He, like, sends Odie to Abu Dhabi. Is that a thing he does? I think they changed it now. He sends Odie to uh, Abu Ghraib. <laughs> Jesus. I think Garfield is also written by about 40 people. It's like a corporation. I think Heathcliff is still done by the same guy that's been doing it for 30 years. No, it's done by his, his uh, nephew now. It got transferred that- down through the family. It's so crazy that that happens. And the guy's in like a band. He like, I guess his music is like his main, like main sort of thing in his life. And he just kind of does the Heathcliff thing as well. And there you go. He's got a nice little career. It's just like when one of these people dies, just stop making it. (laughs) The people people demand more Heathcliff, Rod. Someone else is drawing a different cat. (laughs) Well, Heathcliff should have probably only lived about. 12, 13 years, so anything's a bonus. I think um, Family Circus <laughs> has done like that, too, where it's the son of Bill Keen. So, like, one of the characters he drew as a kid is now doing the comic that he was in. It has to mess him up a little bit. See, yeah, no, I don't agree with this whole legacy comics thing, right? It's like it's getting passed down through generations. It's like we gotta we got to f- free up the field for new comics and new ideas. This is a Dune question. Oh, so I know there's like a million Dune books. Oh yes, right. Does does his son do it's them? It's his son. Um, yeah, the, the, we're going to loop that back around to it. The um, the original author Frank Herbert died, and I think his son was working on a book with him. Uh-huh. And so his name is Brian Herbert. Brian Herbert got a Star Wars author to write all these prequels because that's what you have to do now. And um, they're not that great. Okay. Because I I go to the library all the time and I am always looking for Dune specifically. But there's like 40 other Dune books. Yeah, there's um, five or six actual Dune books and then if you see Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson, those are prequels and Frank Herbert died uh, before he finished the last book. So his son and Kevin J. Anderson kind of finished the series. Except they didn't just use Frank Herbert's ideas. They also threw in every single thing they came up with. So a lot of people are not very happy with that and don't consider it canon and all that. So what are the Dune books that are like canon? Um it starts with Dune itself, and then there's uh, Children of Dune. I'm sorry, Dune Messiah, okay. Children of Dune, uh, God Emperor of Dune, God Emperor of Dune, uh, Dune Heretics, and then Chapter okay. House Dune. Chapter House Dune. Yeah. That's God Emperor Dune is like a very cool title. That's fucking metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's my favorite book of the series. That's where a um a character puts baby sandworms on his body and turns into a giant sandworm monster. 
that's fucking metal too. It is it is the trippiest, weirdest book that is all about philosophy and religion and government and it is it's the best book of the entire series. Wow. And uh so those so Frank Herbert did all those books. Yes. And then his son has like this other series of books basically. Yeah, they're all they um they're all prequels and they all focus on like the individual houses and individual characters and then right. There's all the schools of Dune and the big floaty guys. He has a book. He has his own he book. He has his own book. And he's just floating around. That's what he does. He's just like, oh, and he just he's just floating back and forth in the room. Yep. And then Sting's there being all hot. Sting is definitely there. He has a book. Oh, that'd be sick if they brought back Sting for a cameo in the new movie. I know they won't, but like that would be dope. I'd be into it. Right? Just have him as a little cutaway. But that, would that be too much? It'd be like winking at the past and kind of like, mm, I don't know. So are you? Are you? What do you think this Dune movie is going to be like? I mean, I, I I'm not sure. We we, we got to see. Like I wasn't. Jeff and I have talked about this before. I wasn't super impressed with his uh, treatment of Blade Runner. So, um, I'm I'm like fifty fifty right now. Yeah, I mean, I I think it'll be. I mean, it's. I I just hope they don't like try to make it like a Marvel thing. It's like a weird. Keep it like weird and make it interesting. Yes, I mean visually, it's going to be, of course, pretty amazing. Like they, but they've yeah. got that down. That's the thing, right? They've got that down. So you you have to come to the table with a good, compelling story still. And I think a lot of movies kind of stumble when it comes to that. They take the beauty over the it's the sizzle over the steak. It's it's kind of it's a little bit it's a little bit disheartening. That's kind of how I felt about the the Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So. Right. I mean, there was, like, some cool ideas in Blade Runner 2049. Very much so, yeah. But um, but it just kind of, like, didn't click. Yeah, certain, a lot of things didn't click in, in that movie, but, uh, yeah, so... And then, like, some ideas were just, like, you didn't need that. You go ahead, drop that. Yeah. Maybe make this movie a reasonable length, and you can... I, um, I feel <laughs> that way about most movies where they could have gotten an editor to chop some things down. I don't think movies need to be three hours long like The Irishman when they could have just chopped a little <laughs> bit out there. And Well, The Irishman's actually three and a half hours long. Jesus. They so could have chopped out a... an hour and a half. <laughs> That's too much time to be sitting on my ass. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I got to get up and, like, move around. Like, Yeah, I had to. We, we went and we saw it in theaters because I didn't think I'd be able to sit in my apartment and, like, be able to pay attention to anything for that long. You needed okay. to be trapped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a rat in a cage. <laughs> well, and like when I go to the movie theater, I'll like, I'll put my phone in airplane mode. I won't. Sure. I'm like fine to not be distracted for that amount of time. You're giving it your full attention. I, I totally get that. Yeah. But when I'm at home, especially if I'm like just by myself watching the movie, I'm like on my phone. I'm on my laptop. I'm like, what else could I be doing? Where did I see this person before? And then you end up reading a Wikipedia article for half the movie all about them. Yeah. And you're like, hey, it's weird Ray Liotta's not in this. Let me go ahead and read about Ray Liotta for two hours. Oh, the movie's done. Cool, cool. Yeah, I that watched was, it. That was good. Yeah, that, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I liked it, I guess. Yeah, cool. it was great. It was great. 
Um, so, uh, when you're, when you are washing the dishes, do you use gloves or, uh, you just, uh, you, you, nah, I'm going in bear. You're going in bear too. Wow. Yeah. It's the okay. texture, you, man. It's the tactile sensations. I think if I had to wash like a thousand dishes, sure. I'd be wearing gloves. Uh, Jeff but had I'm, to wash a thousand dishes one time when he was, uh, he was, grew up in an orphanage. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, it was true. Wow. That was pretty much my in job. orphanage. Well, yeah, the the kids have to work in the orphanage. Yeah. I get that. And a lot of kids, a lot of mouths to feed, a lot of dishes to wash. Have you ever had a job in the food industry, possibly in the kitchen, washing dishes? I've actually never never had a job, but one time at summer camp, or it wasn't summer camp, it was like, what is it called? It's like outdoor school. We do like a week of outdoor school, and it is basically summer camp, but it's like during the school year. Oh, this is new to me. And I did I did have to wash the dishes. And it was like one of the big like machines. So like you have to like rinse the dishes off, you put them in the slots, and you push them into this machine and I think the machine just like sprays water or like steam at the dishes like as hot as possible. So they're just like legally clean now, so you can push them out to the next area. <laughs> yeah, that's the chem- it's basically bleach. Like they're putting bleach on the dishes. Basically, that's what the disinfectant. It's like a tiny little yeah. bit of bleach, but <sighs> and then just like this, just box of steam. Yeah. Would you consider and this a like, punishment or was it an honor? They trusted you with this. I machine. actually had a. I I like remember this very fondly. Like maybe it was one of my favorite things about the week of camp. See, see, that is that is a positive dishwashing experience right there, ladies and gentlemen. That is what that is it, right there. It just was like, it's very. I don't know. There was something that was so cool about this machine to me. Yeah, those machines are cool. They make a great sound too. I remember when yeah. I worked in a kitchen, and when you'd hit that button, it would be a very gratifying like whoosh. Like all of a sudden, the thing would go into motion, and and. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. And then, like, when it's done, it, like all the dishes are like still like so hot to touch. <laughs> yeah, it heats it up pretty. It heats it up pretty, pretty high, pretty high. So, have you have you guys worked service like that? Yeah, I've worked in a kitchen before washing dishes. Okay. Yeah, when I was like thirteen years old. Oh wow! Yeah, super young. Illegal. Oh, uh, it's fine. It was fine. <laughs> You have to be 16 to work in California. Uh, I was in Pennsylvania. I think it's 14 there because of the farming or something like that at the time. Maybe yeah. things changed now, but I think it was pretty young because of farming. Definitely when they passed the law, they were like, well, huh, how are we going to get anybody to work at these low wages except for 14-year-old kids? Exactly. they got to work in the farm. Yeah, we need them. We need them to plow the land <laughs> and wash the dish. We just had... Um... You could be a paper boy, which means a young young child could go around a stranger's house collecting money and <laughs> throwing yeah. throwing a throwing Twitter at their house. <laughs> yeah, here here's here's a little bit of the internet. Here you go. Yeah. And it just throws you a little bit of data, and it like hits the door, and it's like <laughs> bonk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've played the game, so I kind of know. It was like that. For sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you got to run away from those lawnmowers. And also, you're 13 years old, and you have money for the first time, and you just 
go as insane as you can as a as a kid, which is mostly buying candy. I was about to say the candy is a big thing on there. Yeah. When I was seventeen, and I got like a three hundred dollar check. Woo, baby! You know I'm spending that immediately. Oh, definitely, definitely. I I freaking love that crap. <laughs> it's. It's definitely more money than I have now. Yeah, I <laughs> I feel the same way. I was richer as a 13-year-old than I am now. It's just like, oh, man, because all that money was just for me to do exactly what I wanted with it. I think I bought, like, special edition, like, Final Fantasies. That was, like, a thing I would spend money on. <laughs> I'd get, like, the Steelbox Final Fantasy set. Hey, that's uh, worth it. I mean, if if that's what you wanted at the time, and uh, then that's 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 exactly what you uh, that's exactly what you're gonna get, right? It it was not worth it. <laughs> oh, for sure, it's not worth it. But it's a, it's a it's a true you know it's a frivolous thing to spend your money on, right? And you kind of yeah, it's a it's fine, it's fun. <laughs> um, do you have uh, what? What are your preferred uh, tools when you're uh, washing dishes, like sponges or rags, or what do you what do you what do you use? Well, I most I mostly just use the sponge. The sponge is a big is the big boy. Yeah. Um, you know, every every couple months I'll buy like five more sponges, and I like to I like to keep them fresh a little bit. But I'm just using the sponge, using the soft part, using the back of the sponge. I it's like the two part one. It's not just the one. Oh yeah, single soft sponge. You know. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever uh, microwaved your sponge? I hear you can do that to get rid of bacteria or something like that. Yeah, I've tried. I mean, I have done it, and it is cool that the sponge gets warm. Yeah, but I, I don't know what the point of it is. Yeah, just throw it away and get another sponge. Yeah, they're so cheap. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you wash um, wash your dishes clockwise or counterclockwise? Okay, now oh, I do clockwise. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm always doing clockwise. Yeah, if if you had said counterclockwise, we we would have known that you were an agent of the devil. I would think that's maybe like a left-handed thing. It's the direction too, though. Yeah, you can use either hand. Yeah, but I mean, I almost always use my right hand to scrub. Okay, well that's comforting as well. That's good. What are you guys do? What are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. No, it's the same uh, right. same direction. Yeah. Right to scrub. Yep. Okay. Do you um, air dry or towel? I usually air dry because again, I'm not using that many. I don't. I'm not like in a rush to use them again. So I put them into the thing. And, uh, you let them soak for a week. <laughs> let them soak for a week. Let them dry for a week, and then I'm ready to cook. <laughs> and then I'm ready to cook again after two weeks. And that's about how often. <laughs> you get a new box of hot dogs? Yeah. They, once I get one of these hot dog boxes, that's when I know it's time to cook. And my dishes are clean. They're finally dry. It's been two, it's been, it's been two weeks. Someone's going so. to come up with an idea for a dishes subscription box. Oh my god, I'd be the first to say I just that. realized I'm thinking of paper plates that you would just throw out when you're done. No, 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 no. So these, I feel like these, it's like, they bring you these dishes every week, 
and then they take your old dishes and they just clean them and send them to the next people. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. I love it. This is a this is a good it's, idea. It's just it just needs like a nice name. It needs like a good short. It can't be dish. Well, you could go with uh, you could go with the blue the blue um, trend. Oh, you could yeah. just go blue dish. Blue well, dish. if you're using Dawn and you throw your blue dishes into the sink, how are you going to find them? Mm, oh, yeah. True, it'll just disappear. Yeah, blends lost in forever, and that's sad. Well, I guess you just got to move on. You got to. I don't know. They must charge you extra if you don't give your dishes back. Yeah, there's like a deposit on them or something. Yeah. So if you like the dish, keep it. That's the pitch. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> if you like your dish, go ahead go ahead and keep it. Yeah, you can keep it and you can wash it and you can reuse it and oh every yeah. you'll be so happy. You don't have to send all the dishes back. <laughs> Just use promo awesome. use promo code uh <laughs> you guys promo- have your promo code? Yeah, we got promo codes for, for Blue Dish today. Uh, for 15% off, you can use... Uh, but have you guys have you guys thought of a promo code? Do you guys have any any sponsors? We're working on it. Not yet, yeah. 2020 is going to be the year when we start making some dough. <laughs> but have you guys thought of what your, what your code's going to be? I figured just Dune Boys or... Dune Boys? Or okay. just Dune... Dune. There you go. Okay, go to, um, what's a good one? Yeah. I guess bluechew.com slash Dune. Use promo code Dune. <laughs> there for, you go. For 4% We off. have a, a financial advisor now named Van Robichaux who is <laughs> yes is going to hook us up with the Audible and, um, Audible and Amazon links. And if we can get Blue Chew and Hot Dogs in a Box, I'm going to be happy. <laughs> well, yeah, he's the yeah, he's our tech advisor too. Uh, do you oh, have? Yeah. Uh, oh, because you guys are also selling a lot of these Dune books. That's the thing. We that's what we were talking about on the one episode was the fact that we've been promoting this book and have been, gotten so many members of the uh, Bug Fam, also Bez Bez, to uh, buy <laughs> uh, buy the book. So oh. we need to get a cut of that action. Yeah, you guys should have like a link somewhere that. I mean, even just give you a small percentage of it. Yeah, just off the top. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need. You just want to get yours, you know. Yeah, just you know, we just want to get our beaks a little wet with that dune money. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm learning right now you... that apparently being on a podcast network doesn't mean you get money. You just don't have to <laughs> spend any of it. <laughs> no, that's actually a thing that we learned. Um, that being on a podcast network just means that you feel like you are obligated to make a podcast now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brilliant! I'm I'm waiting for this to become a chore so I can quit. <laughs> just... It takes a while, and I feel like if you guys are just like doing this over the phone, it's a much it's easier. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how over it's the been. computer. Um, I think it would be just a pain to try to gather everyone together in a room. Oh my god! Trying to get three people together is insane. And then we have to get one more. Four people is like impossible. And everyone has weird schedules. Shit. But it's fun. So you're you're in Los Angeles. Is it just everyone on everyone's podcast all the time? Uh, 
I mean, not really. I've only done my podcast and then our, my friend Brooks. I've done oh, his podcast. Oh, that was podcast. great. Are I you did. Listen I'm to listening that? to the Mansion series oh, wow. right now. <laughs> yeah, that was a. It's funny. It's funny that Brooks lived with us right before he got on SNL. <laughs> um, I thought he was Pete Holmes for the first two episodes. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> well, he's. I guess he kind of has like that Chicago thing. Yeah, that's where I I figured because I'm I'm from there and I'm kind of used to that. You hear the Chicago accent and it's like one in five people talk like that. The rest are talking like him and Pete Holmes apparently. There's like a lot of Chicago comedians that kind of have the same kind of cadence uh-huh. in a way. Hmm. Where I feel like T.J. Miller is maybe like the most famous one. Who like, it's like, oh wow, all these guys sound like T.J. Miller, and it feels insane sometimes. Oh, he is from Chicago. It's definitely like people who just started doing comedy in mm. Chicago. Do you think they're all they all imitate each other, and that's why they sound like that? I know a lot of musicians are apparently like the Pearl Jam sound and like the grumbly music is all because of. They're they're trying to sound like the bands that they love and how bands from England don't have accents because they were just trying to imitate American bands. I mean, I think that's a big part of it is that this is like, especially when you're starting out, you kind of like, you have like a guy who's not famous at all and you're like, oh, he's absolutely the most funny person in the world to me. I think I'm going to... You don't even realize you're doing it, but you're like, I'm going to kind of do what he does and try and do my version of that. And it kind of like gets everybody and they kind of sound the same, especially if you see a lot of them do comedy. There's like almost like like a same like pattern to it as well. Yes. And I don't know. I mean, it sounds I feel like maybe it sounds mean, but I don't mean it to be. It's just no, no, it's fine. I do like kind of like when I hear somebody who is a Chicago guy. Sure. It's like that that's a Chicago guy. That's what they <laughs> sound like all the time. Well, that's a that's a that's quite a skill that you have there, Rodney. You can uh you can tell you can tell that a person oh. is from Chicago. Well, a guy who does stand up and <laughs> people who sound like the bears, you know? Sure. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, when he gets really drunk, he starts to sound yeah, like my, that. Yeah, my, <laughs> my Chicago accent comes out when I'm surrounded by other Chicago people. And then I, I talk like yeah. that for a week. <laughs> I think it's the same with like most people. I mean, I, I'm from California, so I don't know that there's like really that much of an accent. But I feel like if I go somewhere with Witt and Clay, who are from Alabama... And it's like they're friends from like high school or whatever. They do kind of slip into it a little bit. Oh, my um, my cousin's wife's from Rhode Island, and if she ever goes back there for more than two days, you can't understand her anymore. Like she has to train <laughs> herself to talk with the flat Midwest accent. Well, Van uh-huh. Van was talking about that too with his wife going back to upstate New York, and then all of a sudden she starts talking like that. Nah, yeah, it's like a. <laughs> sometimes when you go places you have to protect like um you have to blend in so oh sure 
Well, especially if you like, if you grew up there too, like, of course, those old like the old tendencies are going to come up, and the old enunciations and pronunciations are going to come up. So it's uh, yeah, no, it's fun. I don't I don't get that at all when I go to visit my parents in Florida because they're not like redneck Florida people. So yeah. where in Florida? Uh, they're outside West Palm Beach. They just moved there like five years ago. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. But um, speaking of music, we were talking about music there for a second. Do you do you have a specific like? Do you have a go to album you listen to when you're washing the dishes, or do you like to mix it up? Or no, I just kind of like to have the TV on. Oh. And it doesn't really matter what's on. Okay. Just like the thing that's like. I guess usually I'll put on like Star Trek. Ooh, which one? Um. Right now I've been doing. Uh, Voyager. Cool. I've been just kind of like casually watching Voyager, so I'll turn it on and like. They're still stuck in the ship. Wait, is it? <laughs> yeah, they're still stuck in the ship, and like it doesn't really change that much ever. So it's just like if I miss most of an episode because I was washing dishes, it doesn't really matter to me. Okay. And that, yeah. I guess that's. I mean, that's like why I kind of like Star Trek. If, like, a thing is bad, I don't... There's, like, no reason I have to watch it because it doesn't matter in the next episode. Yeah, that's what I... You know, all these TV shows nowadays are so serialized that it it, it, it sucks that, you know, that, that there aren't, like, good shows like that anymore. All the shows <laughs> like that are bad, like the cop shows, like the SVU and the NCIS and shit like that. All those shows, you don't really have to watch every single episode to know what's going on. But, right. Um, we need more episodic TV. We really do. I agree, especially like now. Well, I guess also the problem is that now, like a series, like a season of a TV show, is six episodes. Okay. So it's like you can't have like filler episodes anymore. True. Yeah. Which like a lot of Star Trek is kind of like. Well, this one I don't care that much about. It's like not nothing happens and nobody changes. Sure, and they don't really want to do that. In yeah, TV you want anymore. you want everyone to get back to exactly how they were at the end of the episode, right? It's in the now TV. It's like oh, and then now we're going to surprise kill somebody. How exciting for everyone! Well, usually every show it's that's like, yeah. even even the um, the cop doctor lawyer cop shows are like that. Where as soon as they need ratings, there's an ad saying this changes everything. <laughs> oh wow right i mean i'm trying to think so maybe in like next generation when um tasha yar dies it feels like a big moment but even that is kind of like just yeah everyone's back to normal <laughs> yeah in the next episode like, they're just like oh the funeral is nice yeah and they're like data has the picture of her and that's it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then like seasons later, Tasha Yar had a had a daughter in the past. Oh boy, who's <laughs> Romulan? Yes, she is. Also, she comes <laughs> back when they go to another universe. Oh yeah, God. I mean, I thought Tasha Yar was really cool, and I was kind of bummed when she died. Yeah. Um... Because she, I think she wanted to become a big movie star and did Pet Cemetery and then vanished. 
Yeah. It's a bummer. I think that happens a lot. It seems so seems weird to me. I guess especially with the Star Trek with the ladies of Star Trek. Cause didn't I feel like somebody in Deep Space Nine did that? Um Yeah, uh Terry Farrell, she was Dax. She had a worm oh, in her, yeah. and she she wanted to leave, and they killed her off and put the worm in someone else, and it's like, oh, everyone forgot about her. <laughs> it's fine, yeah. normal stuff. It's better that than like someone recasting someone, and they just say, oh, yeah. you look different. Did you do your haircut? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I went and got my haircut this uh, when I was on leave. Well, I went back to Earth on leave, and I got plastic surgery. Of course, you would... It's probably not even a big deal then. You just, like, wave the wand in front of somebody. It's fine. They're completely changed. Makes complete sense. (laughs) Or there was an explosion. Yeah. It's not hard. Or now she's just a hologram. Right, like the doctor. Sure. My favorite character in Voyager. He was, and I think they brought Andy Dick on too. Yeah, oh, Andy they bring Dick. Andy Dick on, and that's when I may have stopped watching it. I'm not very oh, far. Okay. I think I'm like in season two. Oh, my advice for watching Star Trek is to skip the first two seasons of every single series. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. do agree. I feel like the first. Because I tried to watch um, Next Generation for like a long time. I'd be like in the yeah. early seasons and I'm like, okay, when's this like, we got to get something like big. I want like a big yeah. thing. So then I one day I just was like, fuck it. I'm yep. skipping oh, to the wow. Borg. I was just going to say skip to the Borg. <laughs> That's when shit starts I, popping off. Because like right after that, it's like they drop a lot of like the kids episodes Children like episodes, we got, yeah. You got too much Wesley Crusher in there. I'm like, nah, 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 <laughs> not for me. Which I imagine, like, any adult watching it had to be like, this sucks. Don't give me this. Don't tell me that this guy is a special boy. Did you uh, Did you participate in chasing Will Wheaton off of Twitter? <laughs> no, I... I really wish I would have because he's me too, a dork. Me too, to a certain extent. I may have said something <laughs> negative to him at one point, but I just I can't remember. Maybe I just like viewed from afar, but that was pretty funny. You're still mad about Wesley Crusher twenty years from now. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, why is everybody like dogpiling on this guy? And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Listen, there's only one character worse than Wesley Crusher, and it's the son of Worf. Oh shit. Worf's son, Alexander. Get him off the TV. He's bad. <laughs> I think um, they do that so kids will watch because I think Star Trek doesn't have lightsabers Ugh. and too many explosions, so they're like, let's get a kid in here. But it was still what? interesting as a kid to watch it, even the non-kid episodes. like were, uh, uh, Even as a child, I knew that the non-kid episodes were better. Right. I mean, there's, like, maybe one kid episode that I like, but it's only because it's, like, my man Jean-Luc interacting with the kids, and it, it's, like, kind of interesting because he's yeah, so he annoyed by the them. Kids. It was, like, Captain's Day. 
Oh, I'm pretty sure the kids come in with like a crayon drawing of the captain. He's <laughs> like, get. Yeah, and he like rolls his eyes at him, and it's just like, oh, perfect. He's mean. I love it. So fucking British. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, who are these children? I, I don't. I can't handle these children. And then I also love it when they go back to Earth and like they're like supposed to be in France, but everybody there is like clearly a British stage actor. Yeah. Sure. I don't, I don't know why they just couldn't change one line in that show of why they had a British man playing a Frenchman. Like did the British take over French in the year or did the British take over France in the year 2200? Yeah. Or like whatever. It doesn't matter. He's just a guy. He doesn't <laughs> It's like so far in the future that like who it doesn't it's fine that he just is an English man. Oh, we're starting to lose you there a little bit. Oh, you're. Good. Oh no. Oh, there you are. Yeah. You guys got me. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. These headphones are very old. I found them to plug into my computer specifically because I didn't know what it would sound like if I just talked to my computer. No, it's okay. You sound good. Everything's cool. Okay. We we do edit this, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah. You guys don't oh, just no. put it up. We're professionals. Okay. <laughs> we're a, we're on a podcast <laughs> network now. We gotta we gotta look good. We just scrub stuff up. We gotta clean it. We gotta, we gotta clean it up, much like we have to clean dishes every time <laughs> we eat. Um, do yes. you have uh, like a set of dishes or flatware that you own? Yeah, I have a set of dishes that I got from my ex girlfriend's mom she used to like she would gamble a lot and like the casino would just give her crap basically (laughs) okay well you lost all your money so out of pity you can have these circus circus dishes here's a dish set for you so like good so congratulations are they like uh what is it like rainforest theme or like no they're just like plain dishes but it's just like she had like a bunch of sets in her apartment in her apartment and just was like here take this it's from a casino so it's 52 dishes all, all with card numbers yeah. on it yeah i do have a card dish set so it is very nice and like i you can also play with it if you want it's just hard to shuffle yeah i would think shuffling might get uh, pretty dangerous <laughs> yeah high very stakes gambling yeah uh. yeah uh, do you have a, did it come with silverware or flatware or anything? I don't remember where I got my silverware, but I do have, I must've just, my mom must've just gave me a set. That's sweet. Yeah. Just when I first moved in and now I, it's just what I use. Oh, uh, that's very, uh, very sweet of Kathy to give that to you. When you go into <laughs> someone's house and it's too clean, I get uncomfortable. And when I see perfect matching dishes, something feels off like dishes should be a collection that you just get from various people throughout your life until they break. Oh, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that you felt that strongly about it. (laughs) I mean, I feel like it kind of depends. Like I definitely, all my mugs are like just different mugs that I've bought from wherever or somebody gave me, but like just my plates, it's just four plates that are the same. Oh, and then I have like one kind of weird plate that I don't know where. Oh, it came tell from. us, tell us about weird this plate. plate. What is it like? A plate from it, like the? It's like a kind of like a kid's like. 
just like a scene with like a crab on it. I don't. It's it's like an underwater themed plate. Oh, it's like that. It's like the rainforest plate I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those. It's a really. I don't know. Like. I guess I could get more plates like that, and that'd be. That's fine. your um your bathtub plate. So when you got to eat in the bathtub. Yeah, that's when I'm I'm having a little bit of fun, you know. <laughs> cut loose, cut loose on a Friday night. Yeah. Like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna cook this chicken breast and broccoli, and I'm gonna have a little fun tonight. I'm gonna put it on my little fun plate. Uh, it's funny because my um, this this woman I was seeing for a while had this set of dishes that were like rainforest themed, so they had like uh, different animals from the rainforest, like a green frog and like a. Uh, you know, like a beautiful chimpanzee, but they're all like very like it was all like painted onto the plates, but just very like garish and bad. Like not, <laughs> they were not well done. Like it was and every time I'd be like eating off of them or eating like cereal out of the bowl because the bowls were the same way. They had the same animals in them, so you'd be oh. like eating the cereal and like looking at this this like stupid. Fucking frog. Do you ever get scared because there's a scary animal on the bottom of the bowl? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, no. Who's this guy? There's frog in me porridge. I, it maybe it would be funny to have, like, bowls like with little bugs on them. Uh, little bugs, hmm? You guys should sell those. Yeah, we should get some bug plates going, Jeff. I'll send a message. Do you guys have any? Do you have anything in the Bazizio store? Yeah, we got to get some Bazizio merch going too. Yeah, we got to talk <laughs> yeah, about that. Um, get some di- get some Dish Boys aprons going. Some Dish Boys. You know aprons. Blair, right? Oh, can I say her name? Oh, Skeleton Blood. I do. Uh, she's gonna be she's gonna be drawing a a, a Dish Boys shirt for us. Oh, it's gonna oh, have that's a little. Cool. Um, awesome. It's gonna be a, a can I? Dawn's gonna sue us, but it's basically gonna be a Dawn bottle with a little baby duck on it. That says Dish Boys. Oh, instead of Dawn, I'll yeah. say Dish Boys? Fuck yeah, that sounds dope. <laughs> that is really cool. Wow, that's great. Uh, I mean, I don't think... Have you ever, like, gone on any of these, like, tea public sites or anything? Yeah, you can get, like, anything you want done on there, yeah. Yeah, and you can, like, put any copywritten image that you want on there and, like, yeah, they sell we use, it. Um, we got a couple shirts on Teespring, but tea public to me uh-huh. is just... It only comes up when an artist is complaining about someone stealing their work, so I I don't really want to deal with that company. I, I think we use T Public. I never. I don't really remember. Oh no! I'm gonna take your logo and stick it on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Just write Doom Boys over it. Well, that actually would be cool. You do all right. Do you I know got the, permission? Do you know the jazz music shirt? Hell yeah. So the just do the just instead of jazz music, you just have it say Dune Boys. Okay. <laughs> but then it permission. still says the it still says American Arts and Culture Review under it. <laughs> funny, funny, funny. Because I want to do like a T-shirt that says American Arts and Culture Review, but then it has just like I don't know, like a like a character from like Hunter Hunter on it. I was going to ask you about the the uh, jazz because I know you guys are big jazz heads over on the uh, on the on the AARP podcast there. Oh, absolutely, love the stuff. So I, I like to listen to jazz sometimes when I'm washing the washing the dishes, right? And I, I get that you'd uh-huh. like to watch TV, but 
you should give uh, you should give some give some jazz a try when you're washing the dishes next time. See how you see how see how fun it is. Okay, maybe I'll do a little bit of dancing. A little dancing. That's the thing. You move around the kitchen a little bit. Maybe I'll, I'll start uh, shaking a little bit. You doing a little shimmy. Shake your butt a little bit. Shake that little butt around. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'd be fun for my neighbors too. Oh, for sure, for sure. You'll hear tearing it up. <laughs> And then somebody will be blowing the blowing the saxophone. <laughs> yeah, my neighbor's gonna be like knocking on my door, like, "Hey, hey, go turn that up! <laughs> <laughs> you gotta turn that shit up, man! I can kind of hear it, but turn it loud! Like, Crank it! Yes, sir! I salute it. My neighbor is, of course, a, he's a general in army. So I do oh, I thought I thought he was just a vet, and you were just saluting him for his no, service. No, no. He currently works for army, so I give him a nice salute. He's a current army man. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Cool. Thank you for your service. Yes. <laughs> Salute you. Oh, looks like we're getting. Uh, looks like we're getting some news coming here across the desk here. Oh crap! Oh my goodness! The sales numbers are in for the year as far as um, dish sales globally. <laughs> so here we go. It looks like uh, USA uh, dish, dish soap sales in the USA have dropped. From what? 500 million in 2017 to about 400 million in 2019. So, not not exactly the greatest news. This is bad dish news. It's it's not great. Uh, sales are expected to dip again within the next couple of years, but then rebound in 2023, and I'm not sure why. Why would they rebound in 2023? I just that, it must be just like they figured out when people get sick of their dishes and then just throw it, just throw and their then dishes they away. throw them out. But I think that if you guys got into the dish sales game, if you could make some of these bug dishes, oh, this is this is dish soap sales actually, not dishes. Wait, oh, dish soap dishes. sales? Oh, did I say did? Oh, shit, I fucked that up. Well, <laughs> that's what I meant. Dish soap sales, yeah. This is bad news. This is even worse than I thought. Yeah. Because now people... What, what are they doing? How, what, how are they cleaning their dishes? Well, here's another interesting thing from the uh, from the numbers that I just received. It says that the sales in China and Japan only account for about 24% of worldwide sales of dish soap. And I can't figure that out because, like, doesn't China have the biggest population in the world? Yeah. So how, how, how come they only account for 24% of the sales? Hmm. It's a mystery to me. It's got to be some kind of conspiracy, though. I think that we need to go to China to figure this stuff out. We have to go on a fact-finding mission to China? Yeah. We're going to have to go to China. All right, this Jeffrey. This is the you only heard, option. You heard, you heard Rodney. We're going to go to, uh, we're gonna have to go to China. Check yeah, this out. I'm, I'm going to so, contact Bazizio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk to Bugman and see if he can buy us three <laughs> tickets to China. Yeah. And then when he gets back to me in two months, I'll let you guys know. Perfect. So you go to Bugmain directly with this? Um, possibly. Okay. It's complicated. Yeah, it's, things seem complicated over at Bazizio. Yeah. Are you guys 
Are you guys pro gamers too? Um, no, not really. Oh. Uh, there's some stuff going on right now with Jack Allison, and I don't know where like we're legally allowed to talk about it. But, <laughs> um, right now I think it's just uh, people playing Death Stranding. <laughs> oh, pick that phone call up. Hello. Hello. Uh, it's nobody. Fucking junk calls, bro. <laughs> that pisses me right off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what was your dish? What was your dishwashing life like growing up? Like, were you the main dishwasher in your house, or did you have a dishwashing machine? Well, we had a. We did have. We had a dishwasher growing up. Cool. Um. And really, kind of before I moved to LA, it was mostly dishwasher. And not very much of me physically washing the dishes. After you used that giant machine at your summer school, did you just look at your dishwasher and shake your head? Yeah, it's pathetic. <laughs> I mean, I know it basically does the same thing. It also has, like, the hot steam it shoots. But, like, this machine is fun to use. And you also get, like, the little hand squirter. I forgot about the hand squirter you could shoot your friends with. Hell yeah. Yeah, that, uh, it's like that gun. It's like a water gun, basically. Yeah, and it's like powerful. It'll knock any of the uh, salad right off the plate. Maybe that's why the sales have slipped in China. They just have much more powerful technology than us. Well, that maybe could they're, be just, they're more conservative when it comes to soap usage, too, right? Like... Like you said, you can just like blast food right off the plate with it. Maybe they just don't have, they don't feel obligated to use as much soap. Maybe. Well, have to I find think out. sometimes I use too much soap. Uh, I, it, see, this is the thing, right? Like maybe they're. But that's. Hmm. I think it's fun to squirt a lot of the soap in the in the into the uh, basin of the sink. Yeah, you have a little bubble bath for your hands. Yeah, and then you kind of sometimes it goes over, and you're like, "Oh, I did too much. I shouldn't have done so much." <laughs> phone party and then you can kind of just put it i have so my sink is like it has two you know it has two basins kind of separated by like a metal whatever yeah i was gonna ask uh, you know. so i go ahead and i just push some of that foam into their sink have you ever been washing dishes and your your neighbor who's a general comes over and yells at you because you're not doing it the right way <laughs> no he usually only yells at me to turn up my jazz <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Because <laughs> it's like a little too soft for him, and he really likes to hear it, but he doesn't want to play it himself. He's usually playing trumpet music. <laughs> yeah, I used. I did have a play. I did have a neighbor who would play bass above me. Ooh, he'd just be like jamming on the bass. <laughs> was he? Was he good? Or I think he was good. It's like hard to tell when somebody is just playing bass by themselves. Practicing, yeah. That's why I would think it would get annoying. Just because, like, bong, 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 bong. You're like, okay, well, he's doing great today. Do you ever tell him that? I actually, I, I really, I maybe see two of my neighbors. Yeah, I lived in an apartment and I never talked to anyone. It was wonderful. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. There's like... One guy who I see, he's smoking cigarettes out in front. He's very nice. 
And then there's like an old lady I see every three or four months. And she just asks me um, where my wife is. <laughs> like not realizing that like the, the girl that lived here three, four years ago now, she was never my wife. <laughs> and she's, she just hasn't lived here in four years, so. Yeah, but where is she? <laughs> mm. Yeah, where is she, Rod? Yeah, what happened, Rod? She, I want to say she lives in North Hollywood now. So. Okay. All right. I did not murder her. <laughs> if that's uh, what you guys are trying to imply. This is like a... No one mentioned anything about murder, but yeah, you guys not. are trying to imply that I murdered somebody, and I don't like it. I've never murdered anybody. This is getting to be like a doth protest hey, too much hey, thing. I've never murdered anybody. Okay, all right, all right, fair, fair. Don't ask me about any murders. I've never done it. I don't even know how. I'm not even sure what it is. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, I've never heard of it. <laughs> Oh, that's illegal? I didn't know. Yeah. Oops. That's a def- that's a defense, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that, you know, I was I was raised to believe that that was okay. Yeah, they, they told me it was fine. They said it was funny to do. It's fine. It's fine. Oh. Oh, it looks like it's that time again on the show. Oh, crap. We have to do our hydration check. What are you drinking there, Rod? You got any beverages on the go? Oh my god, I I actually don't have a beverage. Oh my god, Rodney, it's very important to stay hydrated when you're making oh podcasts, man. I didn't know. Oh. I had well earlier. I did a pod, I did have a Lacroix, but that was much earlier. What flavor? It was a peach pear. Ooh, delicious peach pear flavor. Jeffrey, what uh, do you have a? Do you like Lacroix? Have you tried Lacroix before? I'm not a Lacroix man. I had bubbly. Buble, 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 orange Buble, Buble is good. Yeah, in tiny little cans. So oh. you drink three of them instead of one little can. Well, that's not wasteful at all. No. Yeah, it's like those tiny cokes. Remember, I think they still sell them. But like, there's the regular twelve ounce Coke can, and then there's like an eight ounce can. But you feel like you should drink three of them. Yeah, yeah. That's so what, you do. Uh, that's what Pitbull had on his tour. Uh, he always had the mini cans, and he like he he would always be drinking them, and he's like, makes me feel like a big man. <laughs> Look how big my hand is. Exactly, he's like fucking huge, bro. I'm a big guy. Yep, and he chug that thing down and throw it on the ground. Get to feel like Andre the Giant. It's nice. Yeah, you know it's it is nice to feel feel powerful these days. You know, you get that little charge. Uh huh. Little simple yeah, players. I would- Oh man, I would love to be as big as Andre the Giant. I don't know. It seemed like kind of a curse. He seems sad a lot of the time. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it is probably a curse and he did he did die because he he just got too big. <laughs> <laughs> he never stopped growing? I don't think so. I think it's like some like kind of gland problem. Oh shit. Yeah, and it's like those people will just kind of keep growing. But that, like it seems like and then how would that kill you though? Like I guess you're just your body would get so big that your heart would wouldn't be able to pump enough blood, yeah, but wouldn't I your mean, heart I, get bigger too? 
I don't know. If your heart gets big, that's also bad. Right. You're not supposed to keep growing. Mm. But yeah, if your heart keeps stop. growing, you're, you'll love more. That is true. And it did work out for the Grinch. <laughs> that's true. That's true. The Jim Carrey film. Got... Yeah. Yeah, the, um, the Jim Carrey film. <laughs> His heart got so big that he finally stopped being Grinch. And that's beautiful. It and, is. It's a warm. It's a. It's a great tale. And Andre the Giant's heart got so big he stopped being Andre the Giant. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. It's, it's okay. I'm gonna be as big as him one day, and that's gonna. I'm happy about that. Well, you don't have to be. You can just get. Uh, you can just get uh, one of those mini cans of Coke, and then you could be. You could be huge. Oh yeah, I can do that. That's a good idea. I'm gonna get one later today. It's all about the power of the mind. The smallest can of Coke I can find. Yes, yeah. Oh, boy. It looks like uh, uh, the producer's sliding this over to me here. We got a correction from our last episode. Oh, no. Yeah, unfortunately. Here we go. We stated on the last episode that dishes were invented in Austria in the 1800s. (laughs) That has been proven to be... That has been proven to be false. That's not a. That's not correct. Uh, many of our listeners did call in, and um, many of the messages were quite, you know, quite rude. Uh, they, you know, informing us of this error. So, we, you know, we're, we're, we thank we thank the listeners. We do. We love you guys. We are so sorry for the mistake. Uh, it turns out dishes were invented in the late 1700s by a Czechoslovakian dentist named Franz. Novotny, Cerny. Uh, so wow. again, we do request, you know, we do regret the mistake, and uh, no, that's been corrected now. So thank you, yeah, Rod. Is it there is... anyone you'd like to apologize to? Yes, it's, well, it is the I time mean, of the season. I'm actually, I am, I am sorry to you guys. I was late um, getting to the call that I needed to make to you guys, and i I felt, I feel really bad about it still. Oh no, it's fine. We um, just blame we, we we take it out on the producer. Who's the producer? Jerry. You know Jerry? <laughs> Jerry. He's producing this? Yep. Seinfeld? No, not not that Jerry. There's Springer? It is Jerry Springer, but not the one you're thinking about. Yeah, his name oh. is Jerry Springer, but it's not that Jerry Springer. There's more than one Jerry Springer? Yep. It's not the one from TV? No, he's again, he's not the one from TV. Yep. Hmm. That's what his business card says. Yeah, Jerry Springer, <laughs> not the one from TV. Pod, podcast producer, not the guy from TV. Exactly, exactly. Don't even ask. But it's okay, yeah, we'll, we'll take it out on him. Uh, he's fine, he's a sucker for it. So. Right, he Jerry? <laughs> it. Um, I had two last questions. Oh, there okay. we go. Um. What is your best dishwashing experience? Oh, I think he already. Me- I think he mentioned it earlier, didn't Which he? Which would probably be the machine. It is working with that that big machine when I was a, a child. Yeah. And then the follow up. What is your worst dishwashing experience? Oh boy. These are the Mark oh. Maron questions. <laughs> well, so I think my worst is definitely. Sometimes you, I lit, uh, 
the dishes go too long. It's like some gets caked on there real good. Like I made like a, um, I don't know some, oh like cheesy potatoes in like a, in a casserole pan or whatever, and I let it stay for like two weeks. Oof. And it's like might as well just throw this crap away. I'm not getting this clean. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, I thought of one. So, okay, so when I first moved to L.A., I had a roommate who would, he would go get 40s every night. That was like, every time he'd come home, he'd be like, hey, Ron, let's go get a 40. And we would go get 40s. And then sometimes he'd be like, I'm making pasta tonight. And he'd start making the pasta, put it in the strainer, and then just forget about it. And like one, one month, me and my my other roommate, we were just like, we are gonna make him clean this pasta. He cannot do this to us every time. <laughs> so we were just like, he's gonna have to clean it eventually. He's gonna have to say something, and he just did not for like a month. And like we picked up this pasta strainer, and there was just like, just mold growing on it, just like so disgusting. Ugh. And we were like. We're not going to wash any of these dishes. Throw them all away. We got to go get new ones. Oh, boy. <laughs> and that was my worst experience because I didn't even do it. I just could not. No, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that much mold. Oh, boy. Yeah, it it was strange. And what happened to this roommate? Did he disappear like uh, your wife? oh <laughs> uh, well he uh I, I moved out and i don't know he i honestly don't know what happened <laughs> sure that's I'm a great alibi at, i'm bad at uh keeping contact with people and then i moved in with wet and clay so and how are they with dishwashing um clay bad wit good well they, hey, especially you got the 50 50 there Especially, um, well, when I first moved in with Clay, I don't know if I ta- ever t- talked about this before. Ooh, exclusive. But when we, when we first moved in, Clay lived in a closet under the stairs. Like Harry Potter. <laughs> like Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, so there was four of us, my friend Bobby, Wit, Clay, and me. And we all moved into this place and, like, Clay was like, I'm going to live under the closet. You guys won't even notice I'm there. <laughs> and it's when actually when somebody lives under the clo- like in the closet, they actually just have all their stuff around the apartment. So it is, it is their mess everywhere else. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Because there's, there's no room in the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, so he, it doesn't matter that he slept in the closet because it's like. You still live in this apartment. You still you should be paying more than two hundred dollars in rent. <laughs> but it's the closet, man. Yeah, but you wanted to do it. That's true. That's also true. Yeah. This wasn't like a Murphy bed situation where a bed folded out. It was just he's living in the closet. Yeah. So there's like a staircase, and uh, just it has like enough room where you could like put a small mat. And like you know, a sleeping bag or whatever, and he just would go in there every night, go to sleep. <laughs> so you have to walk up the stairs very quietly. 
I don't think it matters with Clay. I think you can stomp on this. You do whatever you want. I think he's fine. Must be awkward yeah. to bring girls there. Hmm. I don't think any of us were bringing girls anywhere, so it's fine. I just get girls that are really into Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. it's probably not that hard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bust out your scarf. <laughs> yeah, Clay has like the round glasses anyway. So. <laughs> so do you think he did this because of uh, his love of Harry Potter? Holy shit. He's, I don't think he's ever seen or read a Harry Potter and it would be like a thing that he would maybe despise. He's stealing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? You got to ask him. You got to find out. Maybe he's a secret Harry Potter head. I mean, it, it would be a deep secret. Yeah. Hey, we but, all have them. I mean, I... I mean, you've, you've talked about the, the ex-wife there. So, I mean... <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. She, uh, I've never, like I said, I've never murdered anybody. It's not even a big deal to me that you would talk about murder. Is it still, if your wife gets murdered, does that make her your ex-wife? Like, cause I mean, she's dead, right? So. Well, you'd be a widow. You'd be a widow. Right. That would, that's what you would be, but she would be then. She <laughs> would she just be my dead wife or would she be like, is yeah, that my like. My dead wife. My dead wife. My dead wife. My freaking dead wife. Right? Because you don't want to say, like, dead wife all the time. That freaks people out. You want to say my wife, my ex-wife. But the ex-wife implies ex-wife. that you're divorced, though. Well. Hmm. I don't know what's worse. Probably having a dead wife. <laughs> <laughs> right? That sucks. <laughs> well, it's hard to say. Hmm. You would save money on divorce costs. It's true. Yeah, and you get that sweet insurance payout, you know? Yeah, you know get that. You uh, know your dead wife has has that insurance. Get that double indemnity clause, yeah. Just like, uh, I mean, that's um, whatever what every dateline is about. Yeah, exactly. A man who murdered his wife to get that insurance money. 